Hey, it's your girl Dara sitting here with a mic and a glass of wine, talking to some great friends about some interesting topics. Thank you for tuning in to My Voice with Dara and Friends. Sitting here with the bottle of the wine tonight Because I do it all the time, I rock and find tonight I walk in, I walk out, I walk it right tonight I'm trying to make it right, I'm trying to make you hype I'm trying to get you going in, trying to get you right Grab that glass of wine What's the dealio, it's your girl Darren and I Am here, coming to you live no, I ain't coming to you live, but welcome, 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 welcome. It is December, folks. It is December. Do y'all know what that means? That means the year is like over. Like this is it. If you have not at this point gotten your 2018 together, it's just not going to happen. You might as well just start banking on 2019 at this point because 2018 has literally come to an end. There's no way you can like be like, oh, you know what? Let me hurry up and try and get my goals done that I said I was going to do back in January if you not touch the goal board at all. Like just, you know, chop this one up as, you know what? You, yeah, I slacked. I'm just going to go ahead and recycle the, the vision board for 2019. Just recycle it. You know, because you're just not going to get it done. And it's okay. It's okay. But listen, it's December. And like I told y'all, December was going to be coming rocking hard. I'm rocking hard for y'all in December. I got some really good interviews. Um, I'm starting y'all off with one of the dopest chicks that I follow on Facebook. I follow her on Instagram. I've bought her book, Energy. Like, G. Morton soon to be Dr. Mother G. Morton. Like, y'all gonna have to put some respect on her name in a minute. Like, for real. She's about to be Dr. G. Morton. She has curves. She's fine as hell. She's smart as hell. Funny as hell. Like, she got her whole, her whole wig is twisted on right. Like, you can't mess with her. She's, like... I, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. Like, you, I can't compare her to anybody at this point. There's nobody that's equivalent to what exudes out her, out in social media, through my life. I've never even met this woman face-to-face, let me tell you that much. I've never met her face-to-face. I've only met her online, and I've only talked to her over the phone, you know. So even our interview, because she lives, you know, way out. Our interview was done over the phone, but she's an amazing, amazing woman. She comes through amazing through her tech. I mean, her um, posts and her Facebook posts and her Instagram posts and just everything she does in her book. I'm just like, wow, this woman is amazing. Let me give you all the rundown on her. So G Morton, which is also her name is Gabrielle Ashley. And y'all gotta excuse me, I'm sorry I still have these sinus issues Slash allergy issues Slash all kinds of life issues But back to Gabrielle So Gabrielle Morton, also known as G. Morton Soon to be known as Dr. Gabrielle Morton Put some respect on her name um, She She's just a well she's, she's one of those people who cares about your overall wellness Like all around Not just that, she's a spiritual In my opinion, I think she's a spiritual guru she also um, does heal. Her her favorite, what I felt like her 2018 was based off of and what it taught me was healing through transparency. And not as if I'm like not an <laughs> open book enough because y'all know I share my life. But I, if there's parts of my life that I definitely still keep hidden. And I know I won't be able to heal from those parts until I'm able to be fully transparent and honest with Maybe not the world, but with the people who definitely need to hear it. Um, and I'm because I'm not there yet. I'm I'm definitely 100 to make admit that. So that's that. But that's one of the things that drew me into her because her her slogan 
and her her life that she lives by is healing through transparency and she not only lives it and believes it but she is, inspires others to do the same um but g morton has a book um that you can get from amazon.com you can go get energy that's i-n-n-e-r in parentheses the letter g energy is a book of her poetry and um trust me you want this i'm also I, I, when i order mine i ordered two because i do still plan on doing a gift um giveaway so that's coming and you will get you'll be able to get but you might not be the winner so listen go to amazon and check her out she also has a bunch of um journals on amazon as well that you can get and her journals are definitely dope um you can also follow along if you if you follow her on her any of her social media platforms you can follow her on instagram at black intoxication and go along with her when she does certain journal entries and help you get your mind and your spirit and your and your soul right and um she gives you things topics to write about and help you get you know, inside yourself. Energy is about getting into that energy part of you. And that's something that she does. She helps you learn that G movement. Um, but you can go to her website, Um, You can also follow her. Uh, she has a um, apothecary um, Instagram as well. And you can follow her at King Street Apothecary. That's on IG at King spelt just like king king street apothecary and i'll spell apothecary for some of you who don't know how to spell it that is a p o t h e c a r y king street apothecary um so check her out there uh you can get all kinds of goodies toys um incense uh herbs and mixtures to help you with your happiness to help you with your vision to help you with your your ambition and help you focus and things like that she also sells candles and things incense so just go check her out on all of those things um like i said she's just an awesome person to get to know if you don't know her get to know her listen to this interview the interview is pretty long i'm not gonna lie to y'all so what i'm gonna do is I'm going to upload about maybe 45 minutes of the interview and then y'all can come back on Wednesday like I did before. Y'all can come back on Wednesday and get the second part, which is the other 45 minutes of the interview. But I'm not cutting any of it because the whole damn thing was good. So check out part one with G. Morton, soon to be Dr. Gabrielle Morton. And this is how you get your energy back. Uh. Miss G, Miss G. What's I going first, on? I'm like, so you know, we can cleanse the energy before we start. Yes, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Shoot, I should have did the same thing to be honest. My, my sage in the on the window sill. That's why I'm out of window. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Uh huh. No. And if I need to, I'll um, I'll address adjust your microphone anyway. I got you hooked up in front of the mic. Cool, cool, cool. I'm what so. First of on? all, I'm so excited to finally like see a real person. Okay, in right, front of me. Talking and knowing each other for years. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm like, dang. It's funny though how social media now has us to a point where, especially with people who are very as, as transparent as me and you are, you feel right. like you actually know a person through social media now. Sometimes it's like, wow, it's crazy. <laughs> I be rooting for your daughter, you know. I be like, ah, she got that solo, get it. Hey, <laughs> but you become like this family because you start genuinely caring about like their well being. So yeah, I totally agree I'm with in that. it. Look. I, so what are you sipping on tonight so me and first of all let me let everybody know me and miss g are in two different locations she's in texas i know i'm in atlanta she has her wine ready to go just got it chill what are you sipping on i'm sipping on um okay so normally i drink Dublin wine it's made in the carolinas okay. and you can't purchase it outside of like some places in georgia but north and south carolina so i'm out of my muscadine wine okay so i'm drinking Beringer, which is a pretty good um, brand, but it's um, Moscato. I've never had it before. So I figured I would try something new. Right. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I like I've it. Red Moscato before, and it's kind. Of, it reminds me of like the red muscadine wine. So it's pretty. It's pretty good. It has a pretty good. Taste, I like the so. muscadine wines. They are sweet, um, but they're compared to the moscatos, they are um, they're stronger. Like yes. alcohol volume, so girl, uh, you will be on your ass. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm all for a muscadine wine. I actually am sipping on some Moto, um, red wine. Uh, a, it's called Unbashed, but it's actually a Zinfandel wine made in 2014. This Unbashed, first of all, let me tell y'all, Unbashed me, unashamed, unembarrassed. Like, let me let y'all know right now. And this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm unashamed, unembarrassed about who I am, who I'm moving to be. I try to, when I do my podcast, I try to drink according to how I'm feeling. And right mm-hmm. now, I'm going to say what the fuck I got to say. Oh. And I'm going to be unashamed about it. This how I'm feeling. How you feeling? What is, I, oh wait, I got the thing up. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, uh, um, that's, see, that's what I'm saying. Anti-fuck. What is that? Anti-fuck boy or anti-fuck? Boy. Oh, oh, that's that. The, that's the name of your um. But that's that 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 that's a you know that's non-gender specific. So right, and I love that you have you have the the um what is it called the journal that's anti boy anti boy journal. First of all, let me just say you hit one book out and then you was like bam bam bam. I'm hitting y'all with some new shit, new shit, new shit. I was just like okay, Jake. Damn. I'm trying to stay consistent out here. Like I let fear hold me back for way too long, so yes. I was just like no. I can't be paralyzed by this feeling anymore. Yes. And that's what, that's exactly why I wanted you to be one of the ones. I knew when I said, okay, I set out to um, interview some great women in December to get us, first of all, end us on a good note and set us up for a path that we should be looking forward to in 2019. You was definitely the, like the first on the list that I am. I know I'm interviewing G. And in my head, I was like, I hope she got time this time. Because remember, I tried to interview you before, and you were, you had so much going on. And I just yeah. did not want to... I was like, oh, I hope she got time this time. This this aligned the way it was supposed to. This is working out the way it's supposed to. So. I agree. I agree 100. But so um, let's first start out with... Um, I just kind of want to go over who is G, where is G from, how did G, how did G transcend onto this earth? Um, okay, Wait, so let's let's take it back uh, just for a little bit. Let's take it back a little bit. Okay, so my name is Gabrielle. Um, I grew up with people calling me Gabby, um, and not really asking. And my mother hated for people to shorten my name, and it never really bothered me. You know, I was like, oh, it's a name. You know, you can call me what you want. Um, and so it hasn't been until maybe like the past five years when I introduced myself. Hey, my name is Gabrielle, not Gabby, unless I give you permission to call me that. And so it's, yeah, it's kind of, I look at it a little bit differently now. You know what I mean? Like I'm giving you permission to call me something, you know, that I, I hold near and dear. So G, you know, oh, G, yeah, I shorten it. That's okay. But like Gabby is for the people that really know me. So I grew up in um, Georgetown, South Carolina, which is about an hour north of Charleston, South Carolina. So everybody that um, is familiar with the city of Charleston and the city of Myrtle Beach, I'm smack dab in the middle. Mm. Smaller town. It's a mill town. um, But we got some great, we got some dope ass people from Georgetown. Um, And actually, Known facts. Um, it's some, you know, my Michelle Obama did some research, and like one of her um, relatives was traced back to Georgetown, South Carolina. So, wow. yeah, um, it's a lot of history there. It's a lot of history in Georgetown, South Carolina. Um, but my parents are from New York, so we moved down there when I was like two. Um, and so I just called Georgetown, South Carolina home because that's what it is. Um, I joined the hospital back. You want me to go? Um, grew up in a two parent household. My mother and my father been together since they was like 12, 13. So what? I'm able to like, I don't have that in my life. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't allowed to date at 12, but that's neither here nor there. Damn, um, 12? They come, yeah, they come from a close knit family. Both sides of my family grew up together. So my mom's side and my dad's side grew up together. That sounds like some arrangement type shit. Right? Like some old. <laughs> <laughs> arrangement right. um, but I spent my entire life in South Carolina joined the Navy at 17 you know left a few weeks after graduation did my stint in the Navy you know you was did in the Navy for how many years my, 
So I was in the Navy for six years active duty and then two years on reserve to fulfill my requirement. So eight years when people ask me. Um, and that was an experience on its own. Um, that's a whole nother Episode. episode yes you know I, I definitely want to talk to you about that because that's one of the things I know that you're really passionate about when it comes to um, talking about the PSD and the effects of it when it when you in my opinion I don't know like I said that's another episode but one of the things I definitely think about is when you talk about you had to leave your baby you know when you had to leave yeah. baby girl and that in and of itself to me I'm like Ugh, I, I cringe yeah. thinking about that yeah, it was um, not easy. I think when people think about the military and the deployments, very rarely do they think about mothers and how it affects mothers and how it affects mm-hmm. that connection between your children and how that's broken. Um, I think they do things differently now, so I'm not sure. It's been some years since I've been in, so I don't. I think mothers get to like they don't have to deploy right away. Um, but I was gone when she was four months. I came back and she was walking. That's so that was amazing. traumatic in itself. Yeah, to have your child not not recognize you. That yeah. was an that was a that was something that I just never would have been able to prepare myself for. Um so I did that. That was tough. That was a challenge, but I love the Navy. I love the bonds and the friendships, the family that I got from the Navy. Um I can call them up to a clock in the morning and I and they there. Wow. Like they're there. So I will forever be grateful for my time in the Navy. It just was not in the cards for me to do that for the rest of my life. Um, Then I got out. um, I'm a photography school dropout. (laughs) I went to the Art Institute. Same. Um, Art Institute alum? I went to the Art Institute. Oh, no, you said you dropped out. You dropped out. I dropped out. I I graduated. And then I was like... Let me try Tampa and went to Tampa and I was like, this ain't working for me. <laughs> I graduated actually. I dropped out of DeVry. Okay. I dropped okay. out of DeVry and then I went to Art Institute and I graduated oh. Art Institute. That was with uh, a video production degree. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. But for photography, like my father was in, into photography growing up and I was always into like art, like music and art growing up. Yeah. Um, and so it's a passion that I had like tried to make it a. Um, a career out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to enjoy it. Um, so yeah, did that. And um, then I started working for the VA. So I worked for them for about, let me see, 2012 to 2016. So about four and a half years, I worked for the VA. And in that time working for the VA, I was able to kind of narrow down or come to the conclusion that I was running from what I was really supposed to be doing. Um, and people irritate me. I'm, you know, I'm, I may seem bubbly, but girl, I don't like people. I think, I, I, was, wait a minute, what is your sign? Are you a cancer? I'm a Taurus. You're, oh, you're a Taurus. You're a Taurus? Girl, yes, May 3rd, proud, yes. I did not know that. Yes, I'm getting this party and goodness, yes. Right. It is possible. So I'm in this, I'm in this, this field, my passion and my purpose led me to this a place where I'm supposed to interact with people and help people heal. And I don't, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't like people so much. (laughs) That is kind of, um, I don't want to have to work with people. I don't want to have to help people. You know, I don't want to have to force people to to come to the fact that they need help. Like that was the biggest thing for me when I initially started getting to the health and human services. That's the, Mm. the original track that I was on is just health and human services. And maybe I can just help people with like resources. But then I figured that wasn't enough because you can give people like the tools are universal. You know what I mean? But that journey is individual. And so I had a problem with just giving people tools and then not understanding on the back end or helping them understand how to use the tools or helping them on their own individual journey. And so that's what the biggest disconnect for me was when I was working in like these hospitals and I was teaching these classes and I even like had to teach a few classes in some prisons. And I was just like, I, that's a whole nother story. So yeah. yeah, I was, you know, I was doing career counseling. I was doing benefits. I was doing community grassroots work. I was working at women's um, shelters in the city of Tampa. Like I was all over. Um, it was just it, the disconnect from not being able to see the, see people through their journey, or at least know that I put them on the right, mm. on the right path in the right direction. Cause it's like, how can I put this? Um, you want to build something, you want to build a house. 
and you go to Lowe's or you want to something simple. You want to build a table. You go to Lowe's. I built the bed. Yeah, right. I built okay, a bed so one time. When you get the, the bed frame, you go get the wood because you know you're going to at least need four pieces of wood. Headboard, footboard, and then the two sides. Mm-hmm. And then maybe some other wood slats to go in the middle. And you get the nails, but you don't know how to put it together. So it's like getting a do-it-yourself kit, you know, and no instructions came in the box. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I felt a lot of the resources that we were given these communities I was working with, you know, and over the course of those four years, I was like, well, we're giving them these resources, but you're not getting to the root cause of their issues. So yeah, you can tell the young lady that has the emotional eating disorder, um, here are some tools to help you. You can get the Fitbit. You can get uh, an app. You can track your food. You can track your calories. But if you don't get to the root of why she started eating in the first right, place, right. then you're never going to, you're never going to take care of the actual the root problem. Eating get to the root issue and so that's knowing the story always interested me and understanding people's behavior always interested me like why do you act this way like I want to be mad at you and I'm pissed off at you and I may want to lay some hands on you but I at the same time like I want to know why you act this way when I find out I go oh that makes sense now I'm able to put the connection together well you don't know any better any better you know what I mean like you're a cheater because your dad cheated and you're the product of a of a of a side relationship so you think it's okay to do this like when I started understanding and and, and putting these things together one it pissed me off because then I felt as though I couldn't be mad <laughs> I couldn't be mad once I understood people's behavior and that's the furthest thing from the truth and then two I was able to like I got enjoyment out of putting the pieces together of the mm. story. You know, it was like, um, it was a creative thing the for you. Thought was, but then not knowing how they got there. Right. And I'm always interested in the narrative. Right. Always. Right. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I think for me, like thinking about what you do, um, in the essence of not actually really liking people and, but still wanting to help them and heal them. <laughs> that's first of all, that's just, uh, in my in my opinion, humanly amazing, but um, you know, wanting to dig deeper, and I, I totally understand where you come from because even in me doing my own self work, I don't care how many self help books I get, how many video inspirational, motivational, and, and encouragement videos I watch, deeper spirituality videos I watch, and um, how many therapy sessions you can get. The more you do it, the more you're like, oh, okay, so we're all dealing with some kind of pain. We're all dealing with some kind of trauma. We're all, in my opinion, dealing with some type of PTSD. So the fact that you know that and now you're saying, but can I be mad? It's like... Uh, you can, we can. So, like, for example, um, I was in a relationship with this young man, and he's not a young man anymore, but this young man and I think I was about 24 25 um and this was just what should have been let's go play some games at Dave and Buster's turned into like three years of toxic that's what like I didn't know how to let go I didn't understand seasons and lifetimes I always Mm. heard that growing up but I didn't understand how to apply that to my life So I just took this really horrible situation and stretched it out because apparently I was a sucker for some pain and misery. Um, But to this, I I wanted to be upset when we when we ended our relationship and we ended our relationship on the note that he had a baby on the way that wasn't for me. Um, Long story short, he was on deployment. He went on deployment before he decided to tell me about the baby that was on the way. So I had to kind of, yeah, so I had to put myself back together emotionally, but alone. Like, I didn't know oh. what direction to, t- like, I, I just didn't know what I didn't know. You know what I mean? So I was just like, I, I don't I don't understand the behavior. Like, now I don't understand why you would do this. Like, I don't understand why you would do this after we have already discovered the fact that you're, you know, the situation with your mother and your father and what your mother went through and you saying you would never do it. And then in the middle of you saying you would never do it, you did the exact same thing that was done to the generation before you. And so that got me interested in really understanding what a generational cycle of trauma is. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though it's lots of research done, evidence-based research done out there about 
trauma that's passed down from generation to generation. In the black community, we like to to call it a generational curse. Right. And it's I can't, proven. I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't. I, I don't like that term. But the generational curse. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. So I don't mind referring to it as generational trauma or the cycle of generational trauma because once you're educated on what it is, there's a chance for you to heal that and then stop that from being passed down to the next generation. Exactly. Um, and so that's what upset me because I was just like, we've had, me and this young man, you know, we've had conversations about everything that has transpired in your family from your grandparents to your mom and your father to you, to his own marriage. Cause he had been previously married and the wife had stepped out on him. So I just, it was, it was so deep to where I couldn't even be, I wanted to be mad. I didn't shed one tear. I promise you, I don't remember shedding one tear. That's that damn Taurus in you. I don't understand your behavior right now. Maybe I, maybe I'm tripping. And so it, that initiated this, this jump started this, like, not that situation, but that situation was a part of what led me to start discovering things in myself. Right. Like, were there signs that I overlooked? Is this behavior that's in my family? What type Whoa. of woman am I? Or what type of women are in my family? So from like the age of 24, 25, it's been the past six years have been like really eye opening for me because it's things that I've always known, but then in the things that I I've always known, I didn't know anything at all. I knew but this was in your, but so this was in your twenties though. This your, was, your yeah, mind was already, this was churning already I in your mind. I didn't understand until that particular situation. I didn't understand until that particular, it was, it so was you had like, me, what, like maybe 28, 29, somewhere right there, 28, 29, 27. Me right now? No, I'm saying when all of this went down and you were saying... When all that was was 25. Wow. I was 25 when all that went down. But you got to understand, I was a pregnant teen. So, like, (laughs) I had kind of, you know, all of my issues and and everything kind of matured rather quickly. Wow. um, With with trying to, like, get myself together because... I don't know what she's doing. Um, (laughs) Kids. Was trying to get myself together because I was like, okay, well... I don't even know who I am as a woman and I'm raising this little girl. So before she gets to the age where she knows I'm fucking up, I need to get my shit together. No, really. But at 25, I had this realization after his, after that situation with my ex, like I was like, something's not right. And mm. I don't like this feeling and I don't want to attract this anymore. And I have not been in a serious relationship since then. It's crazy I, though, that that was situation your, sit, you're thinking at 25. Right. I've had situationships, but for the past six years, I've been single because I, nothing made sense. Nothing made sense. And so don't get that. Don't equate that with celibacy. I've had, listen, 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 don't, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean don't catch bodies. That just means I wasn't pursuing anything serious because I didn't understand who I was or where right, I was coming from. Right. I had no idea the the blood that was coursing through my veins. I had no idea about the habits and, and character traits that were passed down in my lineage. Mm. I didn't know anything. And then you got to understand you're a person, you're this this being, and, and you come from two different sides. So you're dealing with fuckery from your mother's side and you're mm. dealing with fuckery from your father's come side. On, somebody. And you have to understand both sides and how that got to you. So, like, let's say both sides have issues with domestic violence. That doubles your chances for, like, (laughs) not for attracting a domestic violence relationship, but maybe doubling the... The, uh, the chances for these character traits that are in both sides of the women and the men in your family passing down to you. Right. So if you don't know what you don't know, how are you going to like reevaluate the way that you, you operate emotionally mm. and spiritually? And so I just literally, that was the relationship that had me go, what the fuck? Like I need, and we don't, we talk in my family um, but relationships are worded when we talk about them, they're worded carefully. Mm. They're worded carefully. Um, it's like a, almost like a tiptoeing kind of 
Yeah, and um, we had to do an interview for family members in one of my assignments. And I interviewed the women in my family, three women in my family. Um, and one of the words that's used to describe the women in my family is long suffering. And I don't know, let me see if I can read you the definition that I found because the people use that word and they hear it in the Bible. And if you're, you're raised in like a Christian household, you've heard that word before. Um, but the word long suffering means having or showing patience in spite of troubles, especially those caused by other people. Oh, wow. Synonyms for that word are patient, forbearing, tolerant, and uncomplaining. So that did something to me when mm. I looked that word up. I always knew what it meant or I thought I knew what it meant. Until I, until that word uncomplaining. And I was like, oh, so we just accepting the fuckery around this bitch. Like, we not going to complain? I, I, <laughs> I was never that that person. Like, right. I was always very, you know, in your face growing up. I stayed getting, you know, saying something to somebody or, you know, what they consider talking back instead of expressing my emotions or being frustrated. So we have that issue with our young black girls today. So I wasn't a, a afforded a space to really develop my voice and articulate how I felt or express how I felt growing up. Um, and it wasn't until I got in that relationship that I realized I was being long suffering like I knew of infidelities. I wasn't saying anything. Um, I was aware of the way that I was being treated. I was aware, but not aware enough to the to the point where I knew I needed to make that a season short. And so it wasn't until, you know, I heard that word being mentioned again to describe the women in my family that I realized I didn't want that word to decide my life mm. like I didn't that to be the defining factor like on your tombstone I don't want it to say long suffering you know what I mean I wanted to say that bitch fought back you know like I don't right. I don't want to say she was patient she was kind like she was long suffering like okay so she just she just lived a life of misery mm. I that I can't do it because mm. that broke my spirit that entire situation broke my spirit and I realized that it was unhealthy mm -hmm. and that if I didn't do something about it and I didn't figure out who I was as a person, as a woman, as a black woman, as this, this spiritual entity, if I didn't figure out who I was, I was on this really long path to a slow death. Wow. That's wow. That's deep. That is really so deep. I just, I can blame, I can say, you know, all types of excuses. I'm single because ain't nobody good out there. And, you know, it's not that hard to get into relationships. So I'm somebody. not here to justify, right. you know, why I'm single. I'm not here to make excuses as to why I'm single because there is no excuse. There's no excuse. I'm just taking time to make sure that I'm who I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? It's easy to jump into a relationship with somebody. But then, like, I just did five, six years of therapy and working on my shit. Now I'm going to come in and you ain't, you haven't done any. None. Like now I'm being very selective. None. I'm being selective. Yeah. I don't, I don't have time. Like let's talk, let's explore why your grandmother and your grandfather, you wait know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But you, did, did you go on a date the other day? Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see nothing else updated about that. I was like, uh, is she going to no, update and, us? You know what? Oh, oh, okay. We'll see. That that's let me know how number one went. So yeah, I'm very transparent, but I'm private, and I don't think people I, understand. No, I do. I do. No, I do, totally but I'm do. Just saying, like people mm -hmm. go, oh, you you tell all your business. No, because you and don't know that's where the I funny thing because people rent. assume that I, but because I post so much too, I get especially from older folks. You know, that's in my family that follow me. They're like, you know, oh, don't put all your business out. This first of all, oh, girl, all my business is not up. A long time ago. <laughs> 
I, I block all family members. I don't have time. I should have blocked. Time to, because if you blocked. have something to say about what I'm posting and what I'm sharing, then we need to sit around and talk about this domestic violence at the family reunion. Girl, they told me to stay. They, I was told not to say the F word on my show. I was First of all, what you not about to fucking do. <laughs> it's like, it's hey, like what I'm saying. Not do that. Let's not do that. Okay, let me get into a few of these questions I do have for you, though. Because this year, it was, in my opinion, I feel like it was a, a, a huge divine feminine energy that like a, like a wave of it just came this year and black women in general was on top and and women in general I should say was on top but I feel like black women was just like doing they motherfucking thing yeah. and I felt like okay well then G popped up in there and she started doing her thing this year too did that you think that wave kind of like has something to do with that for you or um it could be it could be it could be I don't know. I just think it's timing. Mm. I just think it's timing. Um, Let's talk about some of the projects you did this year. You came out with the book, Energy. Yes. Which I, first of all, I love the name. Because I'm Thank all you. about energy and vibes and shit. I'm like, oh, oh nice, yes. nice little play on words. But it's about the energy, yes. the inner you. And we're talking about, we're talking about like the things that you actually, um, went through and I'll just read the the little top part of it. It says inside the mind of a woman on a journey to heal herself. And yes. as you can see, I got like all these little things in yes. here. I'm not going to be able to get it. into them all, but yo, when so I what read was your the... or what, what spoke to you the most, because I, I knew that there was, you know, when you write it, first of all, I'm, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Right. Hey. So the quote, to quote Mother Erica Badu, but like when you're sharing your your work, you know you you know there's always a chance that it's not going to connect in touch with everybody. Like everybody's going to see something different. So art is subjective. But like what what is it that you connected to? I what didn't was know you was going to ask, ask this question. However, <laughs> I will read to you the one that spoke to me the most, which is evolution. Okay, evolution. Ooh, that's who that was about. That, that was about uh, the the relationship we just talked about. The one oh, when I was snap. You know why this resonated with me, though? The same okay. situation. Well, I don't know if it's the same situation, but in essence, um, you know, you deal with these people um, in relationships. Mine was my marriage, for one. But then when I read this, I swear to God, I was like, ooh. <laughs> you know, it definitely was. It say, I cut my I cut my way outside of the box the world placed me in. First of all, that first line in and of itself, I was like, the fuck? This? Okay. Yes. Only to fall in love with someone still his. I reached out my hand for him to, to join me, but he remained paralyzed by fear. So there we stood, uncertain of what was next. My eyes glazed over, my mo- over as my moment of realization was brief. I lowered my arm as I turned to walk away alone, but free. That part, from the first line to the last line, it's like you you literally do feel like you're trying to pull somebody into the truth almost. It's like, just yeah. come, please just come with me. Yeah. I want to yeah. do this, but and I want to do it with you, but I can't, you know. And then when you walk away alone but free, um, that walking away part for me, first of all, let me tell you, I, the journey I'm on now is not a Christian journey. And I know a lot of people don't know that about me. It's not a Christian journey for me. It's Money. not. I'm very but. spiritual. I'm very um, into uh, astrology now. And I'm more into, you know, I got my stones. I got my sage. I got my third eye candle wood. I got right. all of that, you know. And I light my candles. I, I love the fact that this full, first of all, this full moon right now, let me just say, the full moon, the energy that this full moon is bringing right now. <laughs> so first of all, you know it's the full moon in Taurus. Yes. I do. It's it's in you. It's in yes, you. We're we're paying all, homage to you. We're paying homage to me. you. Yeah. I think I think we should just all pay homage to G right now. Um, but you know, I'm not on that same path no more. And the crazy thing about it is, if I did not walk away from my marriage, I would not be on this path. I would not be on the path of self enlightenment, self truth, self knowledge, self um, you know, consciousness, and 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 understanding what this world is really about and broadening my own horizons in my own my own mindset you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't be on this path but right. when i read this evolution was one of the ones what was you what was going through your mind i know you said that that was about that story but what was going through your mind when you poured those words out 
I have about, I don't know, one, two, three, four, probably about six or seven different journals of just writing. Mm. And that one, I think I wrote in bits and pieces shortly after that ended Mm. when I was five. So a lot of this is not from like recent. Right. A lot of this is, you know, I went through some writings and I was like, what is it that I I want to share? This was kind of like the litmus test for if I had the courage to share these like right. inner thoughts. And you keep telling me, um, you keep telling me to put mine out. And because I started writing yeah. the minute that happened yeah. three years ago, I have writings. And I yes, don't, and I'm, it's I for me. Yeah. Um, and so I, I struggled with... Um, I didn't struggle with saying, but I struggled with my my next step, my next mm-hmm. move, like what direction I was supposed right, to go. Right, right. And not that I couldn't identify as an individual person, just that for the past, for the, when I was 25, for those past two and a half, three years, I had been attempting to build with somebody. Mm. And when you 25, two and a half years, three years is a long time, yeah, you is. know. That's a really long time. Um, And a lot of that, none of that was ever spent in the same city because I came off deployment and then he went on deployment and then he came back and then I got off active duty. So it was also just a lot of um, external factors that uh, played a part in me overlooking the red flags. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we will justify what we see. Yes. Especially if we aren't reaching out to talk to anybody else about it. So, of course, I'm justified if I'm the only person I'm discussing it with. You know? Um, so, when I wrote Evolution, it was, I knew I need to be growing. I need to be mm. doing something. I just don't know how to do that. Because the last conversation we had was... I was just like, I don't understand why you did this. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, it's not like you were, you were wanting for anything physically. You know what I mean? I just, I don't understand why you did this. And sometimes we are not going to know why, but I was just like, you know, we should want to grow. And he was like, I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. I don't need to grow. And that kind of hurt because I was like, I I hope that that was his 20 year old mind speaking. And now like he's different. Right. Well, and, yeah, and hopefully so. And I do, I do hope that that things are different for him now. Um, but that was a, that was a, that was a wake up call for me. Definitely, because I was just like, oh, I did okay. I can't do this. You're not gonna. You're not. What do you mean? You're not gonna grow. Like, what do you mean? You, you're not gonna evolve. You don't want to feel better in life. You don't want to do better. You right. don't want to be a better person. You have a son. He had a son. You know, I'd called him my stepson. So, you don't. Your son is watching you. So you watched your parents. Your parents watched their parents. Your son is watching you. And now you are mm. about to perpetuate this cycle of trauma again. Again. And. And and that it just it confused the shit out of me to the point where here we are on this call and I'm finishing up this <laughs> this degree and you know like behavioral health on that thank you yes. <laughs> so I just it really led me to a path of just understanding behaviors and how that um, how that interacts with trauma you know what I mean mm. um, yeah just understanding the person outside of their trauma. I'm still going to say it's where how you can like be so um, into people's healing and be so into seeing people do better and want to see them grow and be amazing and still not like people. People irk the shit out of me. Like people are, <laughs> <laughs> Let people me just... are dumb. People are dumb. <laughs> I'm, and that's not very nice to say, but people, I just, I just, I am constantly amazed at, at people's stupidity. I just, so I really do have to like go into my turtle shell and protect myself just for the sake of my sanity. I have to keep myself protected from socializing or over socializing. I agree. I agree. I'm the same way. It's weird because I I feel like I turned into a bit of a like um a bit of a a secluded kind of thing. Yeah. After I'm after my divorce, and I know this podcast ain't about me, but after my divorce, I. <laughs> 
healing. Yeah, it is. I agree. I love that. Healing. And that that's G's message for 2018. Healing. <laughs> healing and transparency, I think, is what... Because I think through transparency, you find healing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the message you, you constantly put out yeah. to people. That's, that's what, so healing through transparency came about, I have been writing it in my journals mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll write, I have two, two ladies I call my sisters, my, you know, I have my person Steph, and then I have my other home girl Bella. And so I would sometimes like share with them, like, Hey, I wrote this last night. I just need to get it out. Mm-hmm. And I realized that. Um, maybe I, I felt like I wanted to do more. Like I felt like I wanted people to hear my story. Not that. And sometimes I invalidate my pain by saying my story is not that great because, you know, it wasn't a domestic violence story or I wasn't a refugee or I didn't have to get rescued or I wasn't hiding under a bed from someone. So I have to be I had to and still have to be very careful to not invalidate what I went through because Mm. I would be quick to say, oh, well, my story, you know, it ain't that bad. But still, here it is like, no, like. What's traumatic to me may not be traumatic to you. What's traumatic to you may not be traumatic to me. So, like, who am I to invalidate your your pain? pain? Right. And do that to myself. So, healing through transparency came about because I was just like, I'm about to just start posting. Like, everybody else uses it for therapy. Like, I'm about to just start posting. And I started doing videos and I started posting about um, mental health. I think this started in 2014. And then in 2015, my best friend took his life. And then that kind of sent me spiraling. So I just, I was like, all mental health, everything. Um, And then I realized that I was using that to kind of, I was using that to kind of grieve. And I had never really given myself a chance to grieve. Mm. So I didn't even visit his, his grave until last year so that was two years later it took it took me two years to go visit his uh his grave is wow. my connection can you hear me yeah i can hear you okay Why? so it took me two years no i said poor connection oh. it took me two years to visit his grave and he, he's buried up in tennessee um but i had started doing the transparency about four or five months before he took his life. And I was like, this is crazy how all of this happened because I thought I did the right thing. I thought I was educated. I thought I had, you know, sent him to the right, um, down the right avenues for, you know, mental health. Like I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. And so, you know, um, with suicide, you blamed yourself, right. With suicide, it, you know, loved ones can't blame themselves. And so like, I threw myself into education to make sure that I wasn't caught slipping, but I wasn't, I recognized the signs, you know, we contacted mental health. I did what looking back, I did what I was supposed to do as a professional. And then as a friend, I think I was beating myself up because I felt like Mm. I could have been a better friend. So then I went through a whole year of trying to be a better friend for everybody. And that, and that really drained me that, that drained the hell out of me. And so last year when I relocated, because I relocated from um, Tampa to, I quit my job at the VA. I know people go, you crazy for that? Why would you do that? It just, it wasn't sitting well with my spirit. Um, so I resigned from my job and um, finished up my counseling psychology degree and then I applied to two colleges and I knew I was going to get into one of those two colleges for my graduate degree mm-hmm. <clears throat> and University of Houston, you know, they accepted me and I said, all right, I'm out. And in 13 days I had packed up a three bedroom house and I was on my way to, to Houston. I always admired it about people, people who can just like pack up and just go. Like, I'm like, I, and I did the same thing. I'm not going to lie, but I was 15 when I did it. I ain't have no, right. I ain't have no, nobody <laughs> young. My, I looked at my dad and said, I'm moving down Georgia with mommy. And my dad was like, okay. Right. And I left. But now I can't seem to leave. Like, I want to leave. I want to grab my children and I want to leave out of Georgia and go somewhere else. But I'm like, oh, but their dad. Oh, but their family. Oh, but this is their foundation. Oh, but this is their, you know, what? W- like I'm, I'm always my peer. Admire people who do that. So, and I admire people who can root, who can, who can plant roots. Because I always feel like I'm just, I'm, I'm swaying in the wind, and not in a negative manner. I just, I have no desire to 
continuously live in a place where my spirit is not fed. Mm. Because I've watched women in my family do it. I've watched friends do it. And I just said, I can't do it. And so I don't know if the 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 trade-off is I'm going to always be wondering if somebody will be able to match my lifestyle. Right. Not if, but right. if that's in the cards for me. Because I know somebody can. Um, but are we going to be compatible? Are we going to align um, how that's, you know, what that's going to look like? Um, and not that my requirements are, t- none of my requirements are tangible in a partner. Mm. My requirements are all emotional and spiritual and mental. And so See, I, I, I think we're, I think we're supposed to be together. Well, that was part one with G Morton, aka soon to be Dr. Gabrielle Morton. Um, hope you've been enjoying that. Remember to come back Wednesday to check out part two. And I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I really didn't even want to put this out on a Monday because in healing through transparency. I am literally exhausted. I literally just came back from the hospital with my baby girl going through some stuff with that. And I was just like, F the podcast. But then at the end of the day, I remember that I made a commitment to myself to be consistent. And in being consistent, I got to stop giving excuses and being able to push past a lot of the things that I've been going through and a lot of the things that I'm going to go through. And you can't just always say, well, because this happened, I don't have to do this. No, I got to learn to start being committed to myself and my own things that I got going on, even when life is hard. Do you see what I'm saying? So with that being said, make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at My Voice Podcast. That's on Twitter. That's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. And make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you comment. Make sure you go on and rate my podcast, please. The more the ratings, the better. I appreciate all of you. And remember to always grab your glass of wine, take it back to my IG, and join the discussion. Please let me know how you enjoy this podcast. And also shoot over to G Morton at Black Intoxication on IG. Also go to her website, www.gabriellemorton.com. And then make sure you go ahead and head over to her other IG at King Street Apothecary and get some of that spiritual healing going on. I'm so glad you guys came through to listen to part one. Make sure you make it back on Wednesday or Thursday. If I don't upload it Wednesday, please charge it to my schedule in my life. When I tell you these people have their own stories that have strengthened them throughout this year and a year before. They have made it over hurdles. And that is what I want you to hear about. I want you to hear about the hurdles they made it over, how they strengthened themselves, and how they became these, like, big... They took they, they took they trash. And I don't even really want to call it trash because I think that that's kind of diminishing what they went through. But they took this heartache. They took their pain. They took all of this stuff that they was dealing with, and they turned it into greatness. And that is what was inspiring to me. I seen them go through it. These are all people who I know have literally came over some shit. So with that being said, thank you for listening to part one. Come back this week, the middle of the week, and listen to part two. Love you guys. Love you always. Always, 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 always. It's your girl, Dara, signing out.